Hi everybody, um, my name is Sayla Gallardo and I'm going to be doing a podcast on Christmas movies, yay! Um, so today I'm going to be interviewing a favorite of mine called the Polar Express, I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Um, it was a film in 2004, um, it was based on a children's book which I already have known and have read and I love it. Um, it has Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's really cool. He actually does three of the voices in this in this film. Um, it's really it's really cute. Um, the story uh, the story kind of goes all over the place. Unfortunately, it's because since it is an hour and a half long. The book isn't like that. The book's very simple. It just shows about the little boy's journey going to the North Pole, asking Santa for the bell, him losing the bell, and then that's it. Um, Over here, you have like crazy car chases. You have a dance scene with these tap dancers. Um, There's so much going on, but I think that's what makes it... It's alright. Um... I don't know, like, from a critic's standpoint, I don't think this could be a strong point of this movie, but if if you enjoy so much things going on, which I, I, I'm pretty tolerant about, so I like it. It's, it's a cute film. Um, it was made by, I believe, it was made by Warner Brothers, it was made by a couple of companies, uh, there was Castle Rock Entertainment, Shangri-La, um, it was, the animation was actually done by a thing called motion capture where it's basically capturing the movement of actual humans and then placing that into animated characters. <laughs> I have, I have a couple of things to say on that. It's real creepy, like sometimes it's, I don't know, I feel like image capture doesn't really work for animation. I mean, for some people it could suit them, but... I I find it legitimately creepy, except for the Polar Express, but if I see other films, I feel like the motion capture has gotten a lot worse, like, as time goes on. This is is probably one of the better films that uses motion capture. There have been other motion capture ones, like, uh, 2009, Disney made a Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey, and that had motion capture. That one, like, (laughs) I remember when I was little, it literally, like, scared me to death. Um, just because of how everybody looked, which, motion capture is a hit or miss. They either look good or they don't. Disney also did another one called Mars Needs Moms, which, that one is a long story in itself. That one was a box office bomb, let's just say. And the people in charge of the image movers, or the that's what it's called, the motion capturing company, um, they were actually going to be doing a new rendition of The Yellow Submarine by The Beatles. And there are some uh, character designs on Google Images you can look, you can look up and yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, so I'm kind of glad they canceled it because after Mars Needs Moms, I was kind of set in stone that they were done. Um, 
Anyway, about the Polar Express, it's a good film. Again, um, it's very Christmassy. I love it. The atmospheres are beautiful. The animation is really nice, especially for 2004. I'm really surprised. This is a movie I grew up watching every Christmas, and I still do. Um, it's it's a it's a cute movie. If you're looking, um, if you're looking at it at a critical point of view, I don't know if this would be the best Christmas movie out there. Um, but it's still good. It has strong points. Again, it has the animation. It has Tom Hanks. I mean, come on. That's, that's a pretty awesome actor. And it's, it's really, it's fairly, I love the animation. It's so nice. Like, the, at least the atmospheres, the motion capture could be a hit or miss. But I guess if I would give this a rating, I would say, mm, I'd say I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Because the story, again, isn't strong, but I'm a little biased because it's so nostalgic for me, so that's why I give it a little bit of a higher rating. Um, the animation's nice, which also contributes to the higher rating. Um, and that's pretty much it. Hi again, it's Sayla, and I'm going to be doing another Christmas video. Um, this movie that I'm going to be reviewing is A Charlie Brown Christmas. I guess it's not so much of a movie as it is a short. I love this short so much. This one has a big, big nostalgia factor for me, even more than The Polar Express, which I talked about in my last podcast. I, again, I, I can't stop gushing over how good this movie is. The reason why it's so good is because I think it's different. It's very different. The simple art style, everything's just simple. From the story, to the art, to the music, the music's very soft, it's very jazzy, which a lot of people thought it was a little unorthodox to have that type of music in a special such as The Peanuts. Um, if you don't know anything about The Peanuts, it was based, Charlie Brown Christmas was based on a comic strip by Charles Schultz. He's a very legendary cartoonist um, and comic creator. A lot of people love the Peanuts, so when they made a Charlie Brown Christmas, everybody, they got big critical acclaim for this, and there were so many people that tuned in. This uh, special was made in 1965, which two years ago, this special celebrated its 50th anniversary. That's crazy. Um, it's such a, it's a pretty simple story. What it all comes down to is... Charlie Brown feels a little depressed just because he thinks that Christmas is nothing but a marketing display. Like, everybody's talking about, oh, you should get this. Christmas is all about presents and things like that. Which, yeah, I can understand his viewpoint. Um, so he's trying to find something to get himself out of that whole mind frame that he doesn't like. So Lucy tells him, to be a part of a Christmas play that they're doing, which was something that could help lift up his spirits. Whole bunch of shenanigans ensue. Snoopy fools around with Lucy. They keep playing the Linus and Lucy music. It's so hilarious. And Charlie Brown's just tearing his hair out if he has any hair <laughs> to, um, to get everything in control. So what it all comes down to is that during the play, he's trying to find something that will put put in the Christmas spirit into their play, which for their play, they're doing the nativity story. 
um, he's gonna try and find a Christmas tree at a Christmas tree lot with Linus. All they have are little plastic Christmas trees that are all very commercialized and metal and just real fake. So Charlie Brown finds this little spindly Christmas tree and that's really become a staple of Christmas in itself, like a little Christmas tree with barely enough needles on its branches. And Charlie Brown gets that, and then everybody, when he returns with it, comes back with an uproar and just saying like, Oh my gosh, you're stupid, Charlie Brown. <laughs> it's so sad. So Charlie Brown is basically given up. He doesn't know what Christmas is about, and he's, he's getting fed up with it. So that's when Linus comes in and he reads a verse about the story of Jesus, and which I thought that was a really cool, um, a really special part in the special. I don't think anybody would be so bold to put that in there. And I thought it was really cool. So that's when Charlie Brown suddenly realizes that, yeah, Christmas isn't about all this. It's about the birth of Jesus. It's about his coming and his his salvation, him saving us, uh, that Christmas has so much more than just trees and presents and all of this stuff. That's why I like this film so much. It's because it talks about the simplicity of Christmas. It's not big, it's not bombastic. And if I would give this film a rating, I'd say I'd give it I'd give it a 9 out of 10 because the I love it. it. Again, the simplicity is the thing that really helps this movie. And the story is so simple, but I think that's what we need. We need that sometimes. We need a simplicity in a movie because nowadays movies have so much so much going on. So many, like such a big story that sometimes you can't even keep track of. And with all the peanut specials, they're just so simple and it's just kids. They're just kids living their everyday lives with the dog that lays on the top of his house. It's, I, I really love this. If you haven't seen hello again it's Sayla and I'm going to be talking about real special Christmas special <laughs> it's called a Charlie Brown Christmas I'm sure many people have known about this film it's a little over 50 years old and it's such a staple of Christmas in itself um, I watch this every year with my family I'm a big Christmas nut <laughs> and I just love this film. I love everything about it. It's so simple. I love I love the I love all the simplicity in it. And basically what the story is is that Charlie Brown is feeling depressed about you know what is what is Christmas about? There has to be more than just buying presents, getting money, going to shop for Christmas trees. That all seems real mundane. And he just wants to find something that can have worth to him for Christmas. So he tries to find it by directing a little school play. And so many hijinks ensues. <laughs> it's so funny. I love this part. Um, Snoopy keeps messing around with Lucy. They keep dancing every like five minutes. It's real funny. Schroeder keeps playing his piano, and Charlie Brown is just tearing his hair out if he has any hair um, to try and stop everything and have all the kids pay attention. So he realizes shortly that they need something to bring the Christmas spirit up. At least that's what the other kids say, because it just seems kind of boring. 
the play they're doing is the Nativity Story, and they just wanted something to bring in a little flash. So Charlie Brown goes with Linus to the Christmas tree lot, and they try to look for a tree. Um, <laughs> every all those trees are like so, uh, so fake. They're so metal, um, very brightly colored. It's just real. I guess it's real mundane. Um, so Charlie Brown finds this little spindly little Christmas tree that's in the middle of all of these big, big bulking trees, and he just falls in love with it just because of how how plain it looks. It's basically a little it's a little stubbly piece of wood with needles barely hanging on. And when he brings it back, everybody's so upset with him and making fun of him. And so he just he's just kind of at a loss for words about what Christmas is. And that's when Linus shows up and he starts reading a passage from the Bible about Jesus' coming and how the angels talk to the shepherds. I really like this part too. It seemed like only there would be people, it's very rarely that people would be so bold to put that in a Christmas special back then. Um, which I thought that was really, really cool on their part. So that from that, Charlie Brown just kind of leaves the play and starts to contemplate. And because of that, because of Jesus' birth and his coming to save us, he, he realizes that Christmas has way more worth than he realized. And that's basically the whole synopsis of the story. I love it. I love A Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, it was created by Charles Schultz, who is a very... He's the creator of the Peanuts. Um, the Peanuts were actually a comic strip before they were specials. And they're very well known. And they're pretty funny. I really recommend that you would read them. Um, uh, I would give this rating... I would rate this a 9 out of 10. Just because it's such a staple in Christmas films, um, it's been around for a little over 50 years, and because of the simplicity, I think that's what brings this film to be so memorable. It's the most simplest thing you could ever think of. The backgrounds are simple, the music's very soft, the animation's even choppy, but I think that's what contributes to how memorable this is. Because, again, it's simple, it's very simple, and that's what we need, that's what we need today sometimes. Because today, many movies are trying to compete for our attention, and there's so many films that just kind of get so crowded into stories. There's so many different story arcs that you can't even tell which one they're going on. And I, that's why I really enjoy Charlie Brown Christmas. It's kind of like a rest from all this bombastic, uh, from all the craziness that goes on in other films. So. If you haven't seen A Charlie Brown Christmas, you definitely should. It's such a staple of Christmas media. And Christmas is coming soon, guys. So, hi, it's Sayla again. I'm going to be reviewing a Christmas film. You guys probably know it already. It's called Elf. Super funny movie. And I was just going to get an opinion from my mom to see how she likes Elf. Well, hi, Mom. Hi. So how do you like the movie Elf? I love it. It makes me laugh. And I think it's a great holiday movie for the family. 
to get good laughs out of. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, so, if you guys haven't known about the movie, it's, um, it's the story of a human man who actually grows up in the North Pole and he just loves everything about Christmas. You could say this, his name is Buddy, and it's super, it's a really funny movie, but once he finds out that he has a human family, he wants to go down over there to see him, and just a whole bunch of funniness happens. The dad has no recollection of Buddy at all, and he's just wondering like, okay, where the heck did you come from? It's a super, super funny movie, but basically it's about what, um, it's basically about family, really. Family and being together at Christmas. That and it's just a full-on comedy. It's really funny. You should definitely check it out. And if I would give this film a rating, I'd say, shoot, I guess I'd give this a 9 out of 10. Like the Charlie Brown Christmas, because super funny. <laughs> That's really it. I never even saw this when it came out. I was too little anyway. And I saw it a couple of years ago and I just couldn't stop laughing. Ever since then my family and I just kept watching it. Um, again, it's a really fun movie. If, if you haven't seen Elf, you definitely should. It's a good Christmas film. And I'll talk to you guys later. Actually, I just wanted to add in a couple more things. Um, so the main character, Buddy, is played by Will Ferrell. If, <laughs> Will Ferrell's super funny. If you haven't seen any of his movies, he's like really, really funny. Um, and he just owns this role. Um, Again, it's a really, really nice Christmas film. Um, great, it's a great Christmas film. If you haven't seen it, you definitely should, like I said in the last couple seconds ago. And um, Christmas is coming, guys. So get excited. It's time to start rigging out all those Christmas movies. And again, Elf is really, a really, really good movie. Definitely should go and see it. Um, you'll definitely get a lot of laughs out of it. Um, I can't remember which company made this. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, and unfortunately I can't remember. Um, but it is a really good film. You guys should watch it. And that's really all I have to say about Elf. 9 out of 10. It's a good movie. It's super funny. And I'll see you guys later. Alright, we're doing another one, another Christmas movie. Um, this one is one of my personal favorites. Um, this is Frosty the Snowman, if you guys have heard of it. That one in itself is another classic Christmas film. I really, really love this one. Like, I grew up watching this since I was little, and I liked it a little better than Rudolph, actually. Um, I used to have, like, a stuffed doll Frosty. I was really, I, like, really liked this character a lot. Um, it's a good little film. Again, I think 
like the Charlie Brown Christmas because it's nothing really like an animation and a story to rant and rave about. It's really, I guess, the simplicity of the story and the animation. I think that's what makes this movie so classic. Um, again, I really love, I love the character. I love how he says happy birthday whenever he comes alive, and I just love how naive he is. Frosty's just my absolute favorite. I also like the little girl Karen. She's so cute, and I just love how she sticks with Frosty through the whole uh, through the whole journey to the North Pole, even though she's shivering cold, she's still going with Frosty. <laughs> and also the little rabbit that's from The Magician, which is the villain of the film. He's not really that big of a threat. He's just, he just wants his hat back, which Frosty has on. Um, Hocus Pocus is the basically the magician's rabbit. He's super cute too. He sides with the good guys, and he's he's just a cute, quiet little rabbit. But he makes a whole bunch of little little faces, little gestures. He's really, I guess, a comedic relief with um, Frosty and Karen. It's super cute. Um, I guess my favorite scene is when, gosh, oh, I love the. <laughs> I love the part where they're just walking around and the police officer stops them and he's asking Frosty all these questions and then he just says, ah, uh, what does he say? These silly snowmen, once they come to life they don't know nothing. <laughs> come to life! And then he just chokes on his whistle. <laughs> it's super funny. Um, the song, I love the song. Again, it's it's a simple Christmas movie. Um, basically, Frosty comes to life because of the magician's hat. Once the magician sees that his hat really does have magic powers, because this magician's nothing. He's just a amateur magician. He all he ruins his magic tricks. He's just really he's a really pathetic magician. <laughs> and when he finds out that his hat d really does have magic powers, he just will do anything to get back. He chases Frosty and Karen and Hocus Pocus all the way to the North Pole just to get that hat. Um, but that's pretty much it for the story. Again, it's it's nothing to rant and rave about, but its simplicity is what makes it. Um, this film was in 1969. Uh, the narrator is Jimmy Durant, which is, a, he's a very classic, I believe, movie star. Um, it's it's pretty funny because Frosty the Snowman kind of has like a little trilogy. Um, there are multiple Frosty the Snowman movies out there. They're not made by Rankin Bass. I don't. At least I don't think they are. Um, except for Frosty's Winter Wonderland, which I like that one too. That one's a cute one. You could say that that one was a sequel. Then there was Frosty Returns, which had a completely different animation style. It was weird. It was kind of like. A little bit of Rankin Bass animation, but also Peanuts animation. It was because it was directed by Bill Melendez and produced by Lee Mendelssohn, which they were the ones that were mostly in charge with Charles Schultz in making the Peanuts specials. Um, that was really cool to see. And every one of these films was narrated by some type of celebrity, like Jimmy Durant. I think. Andy Griffith did Frosty's Winter Wonderland. I can't remember who does Frosty Returns. And the newest one was The Legend of Frosty the Snowman. And that was 
That was narrated by Burt Reynolds. So, I don't know if that's a thing with this one, if they just get higher celebrities as narrators, but it's a, it's a nice little touch. Um, I think I would rate this movie a... Jeez. Eight, I'll, I'll do an 8 out of 10, just because it's really... Merry Christmas, everybody. Here's another um, Christmas film review. I'm going to be doing Mickey's Christmas Carol now. This one's so special to me because Mickey's always had a soft spot in my heart, and I love Disney. I'm a very big Disney fan. Um, I mean, <laughs> really, who isn't a Disney fan? They're so well-known, and yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Um, it's a nice little adaptation of The Christmas Carol, and if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't read A Christmas Carol, basically it's about a man named Scrooge who basically is this really cruel, a really cruel man who, and it's not really that he has anything against Christmas, I don't think, it's just that he doesn't really have any kindness for anyone at all. Christmas is the epitome, a holiday of kindness, so I guess this is why people would say that Scrooge would hate Christmas. Um, so he gets visited by the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future, and they teach him a lesson on why, you know, he needs, he needs his humanity. He can't just be living like, he can't be living like such a cruel person. Um, so Mickey's Christmas Carol hits it on the nail, and they have a lot of classic characters. I love it. Um, first with Ebenezer Scrooge's main role, you got Scrooge McDuck. Um, I love- I like Scrooge McDuck. He's funny. And, uh, I'm sure you would know him better from DuckTales, if any of you have seen DuckTales. I, I myself haven't seen the original one, but I've seen the newer version, the rebooted version of DuckTales, which I really enjoy. Um, then you got Mickey as Bob Cratchit. Uh, I love this. I love the Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, and Future, but the Ghost of Christmas Past is Jiminy Cricket. The Ghost of Christmas Present is Willie the Giant, which... He's from a 1940s package film called Fun and Fancy Free. Um, and then the Ghost of Christmas Future is Pig Leg Pete, which that part used to scare the wits out of me when I was little. <laughs> it's a really good adaptation, and probably one of the most well-known adaptations of A Christmas Carol, maybe next to The Muppets, The Muppet Christmas Carol, which debuted 1992? I could be getting that wrong. Um, this was actually a 25-minute short, and it was, it, it, it debuted in 1983, right before The Rescuers, so this was paired with The Rescuers in theaters. It's kind of the same as, like, Olaf's Frozen Adventure right now with Coco. Ugh, I have yet to see Coco, I want to see it so bad. Um, if I would give this film a rating, I'd say I'd give it a 9 out of 10. It's really good. Um, alright guys, I'll talk to you later. Actually, I almost forgot something. <laughs> Let me see. If you haven't seen Mickey's, Mickey's Christmas Carol, again, there are so many other versions of Christmas Carol. This is one of the better ones. 
I really, it's, I wouldn't say, actually I wouldn't say a better one, there probably are many good ones, but this one I would say has the most, uh, uh, gosh, I'd say this one would be the most memorable out of any version of Christmas Carol besides the Muppets. Because it's it's just with characters that we know. You have Mickey, you have Donald, Goofy. Um, you even have older characters from the package films or Scrooge McDuck. Um, you have Jiminy. And it's just a really cute film. It's kind of like this... Um, I guess you would say this is kind of like a Disney reunion, which kind of this, which is why Disney fans like me really like this film because there's so many like obscure Disney characters from different movies along with Mickey and the others. So it's just really it's a really cool little Easter egg type movie. If you can name all of the characters and that's really fun to do. Um Again, I would give this film a 9 out of 10 because Again, the the memorabilia factor, I guess, or I'm, I'm not even saying that right. I'm sure um, the nostalgic factor. The the hi guys, we're doing another Christmas Carol review. I couldn't help myself. I wanted to review the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, this one I've seen I've seen so many times in trailers and commercials on my old VHS tapes when I was younger. For the longest time, I wanted to see it. And I never did until maybe I was 16, or, I don't know, maybe even a little younger than that. But I remember seeing it on Netflix, I completely fell in love with it. Unfortunately, I only saw it once, but I kind of remember a bulk of it. Um, what can you say about the Muppets? They're classic. Um, if you've seen the Muppets show, it's super funny. My family and I, we really like the Muppets, they're just super funny. Um, this film was, this film debuted in 1992, and this is kind of, it was kind of the very beginnings of the merger with the Muppets, with the Jim Henson Company and Disney, so Disney actually produced the Muppet Christmas Carol, um, it was a musical as most Muppet movies are, I just love this one, again, I'm sure a lot of people remember Muppet Christmas Carol the same as Mickey's Christmas Carol, um, it has Gonzo and Rizzo narrating, um, actually Gonzo's Charles Dickens, and there, him and Rizzo are just going around, kind of like narrating the story, but also getting into the hijinks and going where Scrooge is going to. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of very memorable songs. I really like this movie, just, just mostly because it is a musical. I love musicals. And, um, it's funny, like, it still is the Christmas Carol, but yet it still kind of has that Muppet touch, where you can see all the little gags and the hijinks and all the sarcasticness that the Muppets have. It's a really fun movie. Um, the same, it's basically an adaptation of A Christmas Carol again, just like Mickey's, um, Scrooge is a... He's a very cruel, uh, older man, and it's, again, it's not that he hates Christmas, he just doesn't, he doesn't care about, um, he really doesn't care about other people, he only looks out for himself, and he also loves his money, and so, 
the Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, and Future come to, like, show him what what his wrongdoings are, and if he doesn't change, then it could be certain doom for him. And that's how he learns to love Christmas. And for this one, they don't have, like, specific Muppet characters playing uh, these roles. They actually have whole new puppets for these. I remember the Ghost of Christmas Future looked really weird. It's basically... It's a huge, it's a huge puppet. It's probably the size of like Big Bird or something, and it's just this cloak, and he just has a gaping hole in that cloak where the face is. It's weird. <laughs> I guess one of my favorite scenes in this film is <laughs> so there's in Scrooge's past. He has a boss, a real nice, cheery boss named Fezziwig. And they have this, he goes back to see this huge Christmas party that he puts on for the entire town. And in this, <laughs> in this version, it's Fozziewig. So Fozzie plays the part of Fezziwig. It's super funny because I love, I love Fozzie Bear. He's funny. And the band is Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem Band. So they'll start playing classical music at maybe the very beginning of the dance, but then all of a sudden, Animal starts going crazy and then they start playing a jazzy tune. <laughs> That's what I mean when they have like the Muppet, when they have the Muppet touch to the Christmas Carol. Oh gosh, this movie I think deserves a 9 out of 10 because um, it's just, it's super good. It's super good, it keeps faithful to the original Christmas Carol. Again, it's the Muppets because it's they have their own they have their own special type of comedy that they'll use and they incorporate that into each part of the movie. I love the songs and it's just a really good and classic Christmas film. If you guys haven't seen it, it's really really fun. It's a good movie to watch. Um, I myself have only seen it once, but I definitely remember it and I really want to find a way to get this film because it's so hello it's Sayla again i'm going to be talking about um santa claus is coming to town it's another reagan bass christmas special i never even uh explained what reagan bass is so it's a company that is uh founded by two people um arthur rankin and jules bass and they they basically make most of the Christmas specials that we see on TV. Like this one, Rudolph, Frosty, um, the little drummer boy, they've made them all. And I really like them, I really like their style of animation. It's something I've never seen before and something I haven't seen in the, like, something I haven't seen in the present either or in the near future. Maybe we'll bring this back, who knows. Um, basically, it, it's kind of like, I'd say it's puppetry. It looks like a mix of puppetry and stop motion, just the way it looks. Um, this one is, I'd say, it's about an hour long. Fred Astaire is narr narrating it. And it's a really cute little film, but it tells about the history of, and the story of Santa Claus. And it goes into his his birth, his younger life, and when he starts um, giving toys to children. There's the main villain that he goes to see is called the Burgermeister Meister Burger, and 
there's a little place near the North Pole that he runs called Somber Town, and while Santa, while while uh, Chris Kringle is growing up with Mrs. K- with uh, it's not Mrs. Claus, it's uh, I can't remember her name, <laughs> but with the elves and the other I guess older Mrs. Claus, she tells him that you know he doesn't like anything, any joy, any toys and stuff like that. So. Chris Kringle kind of takes it on himself to go over there and try to cheer the kids up, which he does, and the kids really love it, but the Burgermeister always gets in the way and tries to take everything that they have and tries to take their joy. It's a really cute little, um, it's a cute little film. I like it, and it's a, it's another musical, um, let's see, it's a really, um, this one's classic too, I think. It's a really classic, um, it's a really classic special, and I like this one. There's a little penguin that Kris Kringle goes with, and his name is Topper. He's a little penguin with a scarf. It's super cute. As far as favorite scenes go, I can't remember the my favorite. I guess I like it when the Burgermeister f- finds out that the kids are playing with toys. He's so oblivious of it, but then... His little, um, uh, I guess you'd say his right-hand man kind of, like, reminds him that, well, what are you doing? These are toys. And then <laughs> the Burgermeister starts freaking out and starts stealing all the toys from the kids. So <laughs> I guess that part makes me laugh. Um, yeah, and this is really cute. It, ah, uh, gosh. It's a cute little film. I like it, and... Let me see, there's so many other little songs, but, you know, Christmas special can't be a Christmas special without songs. Um, if I would give this a rating, I guess I would give it, gosh, a 7 out of 10? And mostly because, uh, it's not one of my favorites, but I, I enjoy it still. Again, it's it doesn't have like the same nostalgic factor as say Rudolph or Frosty, but it's still a good it's still a good special, and it's a classic Rink and Vass. It's a classic Christmas special. So if you haven't seen this one, I definitely recommend that you should see it. It's a really good little short. Um, well, that's pretty much all I have to say about Santa Claus is coming to town. Definitely watch it. It's still good, even though I gave it a 7 out of 10 rating. It's still worth the watch. And I'll talk to you guys later. Merry early Christmas. Hi, it's Sayla again. I'm going to be talking about The Little Drummer Boy now. It's a really good little film. Um, It's basically the story of the birth of Jesus in in a different form. So, The Little Drummer Boy is basically based on the song. It goes into a whole uh, story how this little boy, he's the one that plays the drum for Jesus, but as, as the story progresses, he hates people because they killed his family. And that's kind of like his journey of how how he learns to forgive people and how once he sees the Messiah, he realizes that 
wow, this person really does care for me. It's a really special, it's a really special little short, or short film. Um, again, it was another Reagan Bass special, and it was made in 1968, I believe? Um, I, I really like the animation, I like the songs, it's real different from all the other Christmas specials, simply because, you know, there's not, there's not Christmas stuff, it's really the story of this little boy in Bethlehem, and making his, him and his exodus to Bethlehem, it's, this is in Bible times, so, I really, I really like it, how it kind of takes a different, um, setting for Christmas, and it, it always, it's really, um, it's, it's my, I really like it. <laughs> I like this story. And, um, I would say, gosh, I don't even know if I have a favorite scene in this one, though. It's not my, uh, I don't, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I did grow up with this one. Um, you know what? No, I do like this. <laughs> um, I really do like this special. It's something that's real special to me. And um, I just love hearing the story of Jesus' birth. It's always good and it's always refreshing to hear that story. And um, uh, if I give this film a rating, I'd say... Mm, say I would give this, uh, I'll give this an 8 out of 10. And mostly because, again, it's different. It's different from the other Christmas specials that we've talked about. Um, it's a very, it's kind of slow, but I think that kind of works with the story. Um, it's a really good, it's a really good little film. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely, it's, it's worth a watch. But it could be some people's cup of tea, it could not. Um, if you do watch it, it's really just, it's, it's a really good, it's a really cute little film. It's another classic Christmas special. Um, uh, let's see. So yes, it was made in 1968. Actually, there was... They actually made a sequel for the story. Um, they made a sequel for the little drummer boy back in 1976. I really wish that Rankin Bass was still going to today, because it seems like they kind of lost steam once the 80s and 90s came around. The 60s and 70s were like their time, where they made all of the Christmas specials that we know and love, and. It kind of feels like they disappeared off the face of the earth once that was done. <laughs> One day, I hope, maybe maybe they'll bring that type of animation style back. Who knows? But overall, I, I really like the story. I really like the song. There's that one's This one's a musical, too. And uh, the songs aren't really memorable, uh, except for the title song, of course. Um... There's still catchy songs, I guess. <laughs> but that's all I really have to say about the little drummer boy. It's eight out of ten. It's really enjoy it's an enjoyable film. Um Merry Early Christmas.